You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. And for two weeks in a row, we get Cassandra, my wife. How are you? Good. How's it going? It's great. We we love having you. As my listeners pray hear me say every time you're here, I'm sure they get tired of hearing just me. Not because it's just me, but uh, I don't think about the questions that you think about. I Kind of like everybody else, we're all experts, specialists in what we do for work, and we all think, or I think, I shouldn't say we all think. I seem to think everybody knows what I know, so I don't think of the the greatest questions like you do. So we appreciate having you here. Today is episode 233. And today's topic is standards for toxic mold exposure, which when I say that, what I mean is, is acceptable mold levels. So, you know, when, when, when you hear me speak to clients or just to people in general, and they ask me, well, is this mold making me sick? What do you typically hear me tell them? What are their symptoms? I think, you know, like, what are you experiencing? Is this mold making? Well, it depends. I mean, I think it depends on each person. There's lots of things in that. Exactly. And I'm assuming what you mean is, is it really just varies from person Completely. to person. And, it... and from room in the house to room in the house and how much exposure. I mean, there's just a lot of factors. Yeah, it's... It's a simple answer, but it's not a simple answer, meaning yeah. it's the same answer I give, but it's very complex. Correct. Because mold is very complex. And so the the key thing that you said that I want our listeners to understand, and we'll talk about it numerous times, what might, might make you sick might not make me sick. Correct. So mold affects all of us differently. And if you're to reach out to me and those of you that have, I'm sure... If you've asked me, can this be making me sick and you give me pictures and 
information, I say the same thing all the time. Like it could, but we don't know for sure. So it's, like I said, it's a simple answer because I say the same thing every time. But on the other hand, it's very complex. Like you said, it could it could vary from room to room, person to person, the time of day, even where they're at. You know, if it's at home, work, school, things like that. And so a lot of people ask me like, well, so what's the the acceptable level? Like what's the threshold or what's recommended? And there are no recommendations. There actually are no thresholds, which sounds crazy, doesn't it? It does sound crazy. I mean, it is as odd as it sounds, even the government doesn't have, if you have this many spores of penicillium on the inside, it's too high. There's just no cutoff. And It does sound sound very odd, but the reason why, and I don't know, I can't speak for the government, but I think the reason why is, is a lot of it, mold is so complex and our bodies are complex. And so they don't know what your body can tolerate versus what my body can tolerate. Well, isn't that also why you, you, you find it interesting when you get people who want to do VPAs with you or consults and they send you reports from mold testing and they say things like, did that pass or fail? Yes. Yeah. And it, so a lot of times what they'll send, and are you talking on the air side or the medical side? Air side. Yeah. So they'll, and I see it on Facebook, you know, some of the groups I follow, they'll just, someone will post it and just say, is this good or bad? Can someone help me interpret this? There isn't really a pass or fail. Now, when I say there isn't really, like a lot of, I'm sure our listeners are like, dang, Steve, you use a lot of vague terms, but it is because there's so many variables. The only way that, in my opinion, that I can say it's a definite fail without knowing anything is if they're stachybotrys, mm-hmm. which is the black mold, toxic mold, um, which our listeners should know. There's many molds that can make you sick. There's not just one toxic mold, but... If someone was to send me their air test results without me asking any questions, if there's a raw count, probably more than two or three, I for sure say, yeah, you have problems. The, the reason I say two or three is sometimes if there's only a trace, which is a raw count of one or even two, the, the lab technician can make mistakes too. They can misidentify different molds. Mm -hmm. So if I only see a one or two, I could, depending on all the other information, what's the property condition, you know, what does their health side say? That's where we kind of have a little leeway. And I could say, well, you know, if, if your medical testing looks good, your doctor doesn't think it's mold, your mold inspector or mold assessor did an inspection or an assessment of the property they didn't find any concerns, no water stains, no suspected mold. The air tests look good, but it does show a trace of stachybotrys. Then they say, hey, maybe we should run another test just to make sure the lab didn't misinterpret that. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I mean, I know I went way off on a tangent there, but once again, there is no just pass or fail to answer your question for the most part. Well, and there's so many factors you have to consider. You have to consider uh, what's going on in the home and how long has that been going on for? And then you have to consider who lives in the home and how many of those people are immunocompromised or either very young or very old. Yes. Then you have to assess um, 
what kind of symptoms have been going on and what kind of testing medically has this person done to verify whether or not they may be really susceptible? And then what kind of mold testing have you done over time and what's changed about the house? Yep. Yeah. And so like you said, there's a lot of variables in there. And, 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 and one thing you didn't mention that I typically want to know, which is very important when you do an inspection is, is the age of the home. Yeah. And the reason that we care about the age of the home is any property, well, I should word it this way. In 1978 in the United States, ACMs, which is asbestos containing materials, were outlawed by by contractors in the United States and they banned lead-based paints. So if the home's an older home, we could go down the is it asbestos road. Lead is not that big of a concern for me personally. And when I say that to our listeners, you're probably wondering why. I don't think that lead, unless it's lead pipes that are water pipes, the exposure to lead, unless you're eating paint chips, is not a concern Mm -hmm. to me. And so, you know, I mentioned the whole lead thing, but unless your children or yourself are eating paint chips, uh, you shouldn't have any concerns. But asbestos can be a major concern. Exactly. And and also, too, if you have pets, like the people don't think about it that much unless they have someone that, that's allergic. But, you know, pet dander can cause a lot of the same symptoms as mold exposure or mold sickness can cause. Yeah. So, like you said, there's just so many questions we have to ask. and. You know, it's interesting because in the last podcast, we were talking about a new home and no exhaust fan in a bathroom. A lot of people, and I I follow a guy on Facebook that I just started following, I told you about in Arizona, and he's got a lot of followers and he does a lot of home inspections. He's a home inspector. He does a lot of um, home inspections, but he does a lot of uh, warranty inspections. So for those listeners that are wondering what that is, is you know, typically a contractor will warranty the home for one year after they built it. He goes back at whatever point before the warranty expires and does inspections. And anyhow, he it's interesting the the stuff that he looks at and the things that he focuses on compared to like things that I focus on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But he videos a lot of stuff and he it's just interesting. I don't even know why I got off on this tangent, but, you know, that's my point. I want to say with all that is, is what he's looking for, what I'm looking for, two totally different things. Two different things. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I guess some people might be wondering, are there certain mold types that are worse than others? Like, how do you answer a question? Like, which, obviously the stachybotrys, most people are like, that's a really bad mold. Mm-hmm. But what about the other types? So you do have common mold types. So to to backtrack just a little bit, when we do air testing, just for our listeners that are haven't listened to any other episodes and this is their first one, when we do air testing, we always run an outside sample. People will call it control sample baseline. Uh, the reason we do that is, is mold is naturally present inside your home. Mm-hmm. So when I, <laughs> a lot of the stuff I see on Facebook or social media, when someone says, you know, there there shouldn't be any mold inside the home when you do an air test. I, I chuckle a little bit because I, I know that they're they're just not informed 
Ignorance maybe could be the key. They just don't understand. Mold is naturally present. You're never going to get away from no mold in a home. Exactly. Unless you're like in an operating room. But the reason we run that control sample is so that we can compare the outside mold types to the inside. Mm -hmm. And depending on certain levels that we see as far as the air test results, based on those levels and the inspection itself, we can look at certain things like aspergillus and, and penicillin. Penicillium is how it's pronounced. I know it's penicillin for the medicine you take. If we see high counts of that, that's an indicator of water-damaged building materials, meaning wet sheetrock, wet insulation. Going back to the mold epidemic, the reason we're experiencing it, or the reason I believe we are, is because of the building materials we're using. Back in the day, we didn't use cheaper wall coverings like sheetrock. Like they use plaster and plaster somewhat mold resistant. And I say somewhat for the most part it is. But when we see something like Aspergillus penicillium, we can look at that and say, hold on here. It's way higher than it is outside. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have wet building materials. Yeah. And so to answer your question, yeah, certain molds like ketomium, that's another one that's wet building materials. And you know, you're, you'll hear different opinions. What I say, I'm not saying that I'm right and other people are wrong, but you will hear people say, well, ketomium's fine if it's inside the house. Well, that's true, but based on the levels and our inspection, we'll determine if it should be a concern. Does okay. that make sense? Which then really leads to you want an expert to come in and assess the situation and your situation to really give you a better answer as to like, for you. What's yes. going on? Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it brings up a question like, so how do our listeners know if it's actually mold exposure that's making them sick? And you have to get specialists involved. You you can't just, you can't just do a consultation with myself or another mold expert. You can't just do a consultation and then call it good. Like you have to do an on-site inspection or a VPA. You have to get your doctor involved and do mycotoxin testing. You can't you can't just go off of what I'm telling you or what my inspection shows, if that makes sense. That's true. That's true. So really it does boil down to putting together your support team. Yep. And it's different people. It's getting the mold air testing. It's doing the VPA. It's going to your doctor. It's checking in all, pu putting together your own documentation. It's all yep. the things. Yeah. That, and that, that's probably another reason it's good to have you on. That's something I never talk about is documentation. You're really big on that. You write everything down. That's something I want our listeners to understand. It is very important to have documentation. And I don't think about it, but I'm big on what I do. Like I'm document, 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 tons of pictures. Like, but when I'm talking on the podcast, I tend to forget to tell our listeners documentation is huge. And yeah. it's not just so you can sue. Mm -hmm. it, it's for someone like myself. It's for someone like your doctor. Yeah. Because if you can go to your doctor, you know, I, I just went to a doctor's appointment the other day. And if I would have went in there and said, well, you know what? I don't know what happened or when this started or he, he's going to look at me and be like, well, I can't help you. Yeah. What do you want me to do? <laughs> exactly. And it's the same way with myself. And, and it's not that I can't help you, but it's going to cost you a lot more money because I have to spend that much more time having you get the things that, that in my opinion, you should have had. And I'm not saying that our listeners should know, but on the other hand, like if, if you come to me and you say, hey, Steve, even just shoot an email and say, hey, 
you know, I think mold's making me sick. I have a picture of this and you send it to me. I'm going to ask you like, you know, how old's the home? When did this, you know, when was this discovered? When did it start? Like, did you, did you have a recent flood or moisture intrusion event? Like those are facts that not that we can't figure it out if you don't know, but they're very important facts. Yeah, they are. They're very, very important. So given everything you just said, what's your call to action for people? So if someone's sick in your home, you've got to get not just a doctor involved. You've got to get a mold specialist, whether that and and I, I say it this way just because not because you don't need one, but you a, a mold mitigation contractor is probably not the first person you reach out to. You should get, as far as the blue collar side, you should get a, either a mold assessor, a mold inspector, indoor air quality specialist, but you must get more than just one entity involved. And that, that's the same for me. If you only get me involved, I'm probably going to send you down the road of getting a doctor involved. Well, and I would say interview anybody you're considering. I think people jump to, let me call the first person and just go with them. You wouldn't do that necessarily for a lawyer. You wouldn't do that for a therapist. I hope you wouldn't do that for a doctor. Yeah. But you really should talk to a few before you make the decision of which one you want to go with. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done, you know, I'm not going to get into all that in this podcast because we're trying to wrap it up, but I've done podcasts that tell you what you should be looking for. Two main things, make sure that they're certified, make sure that they're insured. Actually, a third would be they're experienced. So make sure, like you said, you don't just Google it or get in the phone book. I don't know. Do people even use phone books anymore? I don't think they use phone books anymore. But I would say also make sure, number one, they actually care to solve your issue. Yeah. Make sure that they're not just going to check off boxes and go through their list, that because they're a franchise, their people really don't know what they're doing, but they have little checklists and SOPs. Yeah. Like, make sure they actually care about your health and well-being yeah. and that they're willing to sit with you and figure it out together. Yep. Yeah, and you can't. You know, I, I say this all the time, you know, mold is the gift that keeps on giving. And if you're going to go with the cheapest person, if you're not willing to to pay, mold will be the gift that keeps on giving because the cheapest person's not always the best. And I'm sure our listeners hear this all the time. They probably hear it from their spouse, but, you know, it's worth, and, and I'm not saying the cheapest guy's not the best, but you're going to get what you pay for. So... Make sure you hire the proper professional. We also have a course that is free. It is called, Is Toxic Mold Making Me Sick? That is on Udemy. I actually have a few other courses that you can enroll in, but the free one is, is, is Toxic Mold Making Me Sick? So make sure you go to Udemy and check that out. Today's episode was 233. We appreciate all you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.